is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Dumb Nerds podcast. This is a show where funny people come on to talk about a smart topic they consider themselves to be an amateur expert in. And I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins. Yay! How are you all doing? I took last week off. It was the first week I've taken off in over a year for this show. Um... Yeah, man, uh, didn't see it coming, but it happened. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes, folks, we get tired, we get exhausted, and we um, experience burnout. And, you know, it's okay to tell yourself, hey, hey, girl, take a break. So I took a break, I went camping, and, um, you know, back on the train. And you know what? This is a great episode to come back after a break because, ooh, it's going to make your brain stretch. It's going to make you think about things that you don't have to think about in your life ever, but it's a fun thing to think about. And also, who doesn't like talking about space? And specifically, the Fermi Paradox. Fermi Paradox is all about, hey, space, it's so big. There's billions and trillions of stars and planets and it's very possible that there are other planets out there that are like earth so it's very possible and it makes more the most sense that there is life on other planets so why haven't we seen anything yet why haven't we heard anything why aren't we hanging with aliens i mean why don't we have alien friends that's really what it's about and uh so far silence nothing and uh that seems problematic to think in how vast this universe is. We're all alone? What? Well, I got a great guest, and he comes with some hard knowledge and different theories on the Fermi Paradox, and we get super dumb and nerdy about it, and that guest is Josiah Jenkins. Woo-woo! Cassie Jerkins, Josiah Jenkins. Cool, cool, cool. Josiah also has a really fun podcast that I am an upcoming guest on called The $8 Game Show. It is so fun. It's a trivia, improv, comedy-based show. He has a guest come on, and they try to win $8. Do I win $8? I don't know, guys. You gotta give it a listen, so be sure to keep your eyes peeled. And while you're waiting for that episode to drop, there are lots and lots of very cool, fun guests that are also on that show. So check out the $8 Game Show podcast. Also, if you're in the Hollywood area and, ooh, you loving that Hollywood Fringe in June, you can check out Josiah in The Elevator. So, Hollywood Fringe patrons, be sure to check out that show. And hey, you're about to listen to the Dumb Nerds podcast show. And how... How is that possible? Oh, I'll tell you. It's possible because of Saucy. That's right. Saucy is an app that you download on your phone when you want some booze. When you look in your cabinet and it is dry, or maybe it's just not the type of booze you want. You open your cabinet and like, hmm, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's good, but I'm in a scotch mood. But I'm home from work and I don't feel like going to the store. Boom. Jump on your Saucy Act and someone will bring you the finest of scotch of your choice in 30 minutes. And when I say the finest of scotch, I'm talking, you go in that scotch section, they got some scotch for you because they have over 10,000 products and they're all reasonably priced. So download that app, get your booze, and have it delivered to you with no delivery fees and no minimums. That's right. And you can get 10% off your order by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash saucy. That's boardwalkaudio.com forward slash saucy. S-A-U-C-E-Y. 
And if you haven't already, please go to iTunes and rate and review our show. It helps us get more visible, especially when you give us those sweet and yummy five stars and a review saying maybe uh, a guest you want on or a topic you want us to talk about. We can make it happen for you, babies. Now let's get into it. Here's Josiah talking about the Fermi Paradox. Sometimes you're like, we're going to podcast at two o'clock and then it happens at two thirty. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's life. <laughs> that's life. You know, you got to like you got to show up when you show up and talk about the things you want to talk about before. It's like, all right. Yeah. But now we're real warm. But now we're real warm and we're ready to talk about the Fermi paradox, <laughs> 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 which I am so excited about because I love space things. I love stretching my mind and being like, oh God, everything's so insignificant. <laughs> it's like I was just at um the Griffith Observatory yesterday. Because oh, anytime yeah. it rains, like my friends and I are like, we gotta go hiking and go up high and see how beautiful LA is before the smog comes back. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Under like one clear day. Yeah. Year, oh yeah. God. It was gorgeous. Um, and then we're like, oh, let's go into the observatory because we haven't gone in a while. And the first thing we see right when we walk in the door is, um, I don't know if you if you've seen this there, is like there's this wall of like stars, like but like the to scale kind of like oh yeah, yeah so like yeah. you see like this huge yellow like bulb and you're like oh it's the sun wait no 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 that's not the sun that's a different star <laughs> where's the sun where's oh my god it's so small yeah, the and sun then, is like nothing yeah, yeah yeah and it's like among a bunch of other like sun-sized stars so it's like a dime a dozen <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's one of the most amazing things about space travel and like, yeah is when you see the images too that are taken like the pale blue dot where it's like earth is here yeah is yeah, like yeah so so small yeah and like you know it's it's funny because i looked up a few facts uh, oh you gotta look up those facts <laughs> especially talking about the fermi paradox oh. right away they're like Let's look at the probability of there being life outside. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, just in the Milky Way, there's 200 to 400 billion stars the size of the sun, which is – it's incredible. That's – there's only 7 billion people in the world, <laughs> and L.A. feels crowded all the time. <laughs> um, but real quick, let's talk about the Fermi paradox, yes. like, the basic – so we can get into all these, like, yeah, crazy so, theories and stuff. Absolutely. So, the the – Fermi Paradox is named for Enrico Fermi, who um, was a nuclear scientist, um, uh, an Italian who, like, fled fascist Italy and came to the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically at lunch one day, he was talking (laughs) with some people and they were talking about uh, a comic strip about aliens landing Mm -hmm. in Roswell or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) And uh, he said to the people he's sitting with, he said, where is everybody? Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone knew he meant, like, where are all the aliens? Yeah. Why aren't there some? And so – the idea basically is like there are billions and I mean hundreds of billions of stars just in our galaxy alone and, mm-hmm. you know, a sextillion stars in the, yeah. the universe um, that were all about the size of our sun and would have Earth-like planets around them. So mm-hmm. why haven't we seen any evidence of other life? Yeah. 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 You think by now we would know pretty confidently like, oh, yeah, there's other – there's other like forests, <laughs> you know, if you think of that, like there are animals and everything here and different life habit, like habitats. So, yeah. 
these planets? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it really is, I guess, sort of like, you know, if you, to use the forest metaphor, like if you started at one corner of the forest and yeah. you're like, wow, I've never seen another animal. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's right. It's just me and trees. It's just me and these trees, even though trees, that's a life form. <laughs> <laughs> Like you would think even seeing a planet and being like, oh, wow, there's like a bunch of trees over there. Like, yeah, that's, yeah that would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, that would actually be the find of the century to find even just plant life. Yeah. Because I remember like growing up, they would freak out when they'd go to the moon and be like, I think I found a worm. <laughs> and they would like go crazy. Like this little fossil of this like thing that could possibly have been a Space worm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, there were – before we had even the ability to really like have good telescopes and space yeah. travel, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's this old uh, astronomer mm-hmm. who made all these observations of Mars. Yeah. Um, and he plotted all these elaborate canals on the surface of Mars and was convinced there was a civilization there. And it turned wow. out he was like seeing the inside of his own eye essentially, <laughs> like refracted in the you telescope. idiot. <laughs> Oh, my God. To be a genius and spend so much time and then be like, oh, it was a lens flare the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the J.J. Abrams disease. Yeah, yeah. A lens flare <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> causes you to waste your talent. Oh, man. Uh, uh, but wow. How exciting for him until he found out he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might have died before he knew. Oh, so. oh then good. So yeah. he went down being like. Mars is where it's at, baby. There's some valleys and there's like people partying. You know, there's a good question here. Would you rather, if you believe there was a civilization yeah. incorrectly on Mars, would you rather find out you were wrong yeah. or die with everyone saying you must be wrong <laughs> and like certain that you were right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Depends on the day. <laughs> Um, uh, so it's actually sort of one thing on the history of the Fermi Paradox that mm-hmm. I hadn't known until I did a little extra yeah. research today. Um, there's actually another uh, astronomer who's like credited with the Fermi Paradox because he like did the first real kind of like scientific work about oh, it. Oh, okay. And it's this guy named Michael Hart who is a terrible person. Oh, no. <laughs> um, They're everywhere. Yeah, he's a white separatist. Um, cool, man. <laughs> he's Jewish. And once at a white separatist meeting, he got into a fight with David Duke. <laughs> Because uh, he was like, David Duke, you're a Nazi. Yeah. Even though this guy, like, believes there should be four states, one for each, like, major racial category in the United States. So um, you can see why they chose Fermi's name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To to, to sort of highlight this. And there's also something, like, sweet about, like, they were just having lunch. (laughs) And it was like, oh, here's a brilliant thought experiment. (laughs) You're going to finish those chips versus, uh, I don't know, a crazy person? Um, okay so he but when you say he did the work are you talking about like maybe he was like hey like like, yeah because i know too the cool thing with fermi paradox is you can break it up into different like reasons why it's insane and like yeah so so he's like one of the first guys so he's a rare earth hypothesist okay okay Um, and the rare earth hypothesis is that like the reason we haven't seen anything else is because Mm -hmm. earth has all these very unusual conditions. Yeah. And so that's why we haven't found other life forms because, like, we're pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and so he, like, did some kind of experimental work that could support that hypothesis. Okay. Basically. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, I was reading, too, like, one of the reasons is, like, maybe we think, like, having life is – we simplify it in our minds or maybe it's really complicated to have, like, the perfect conditions and everything to – uh, perfectly just start life, like just the start of it. 
Because, like, maybe once you get cooking, then then you're good. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then you get your cities and your airplanes and everything. Yeah, once you get, yeah, you have, yeah. But first you have to get those proteins to yeah. like, do their protein magic. Yeah. And the acids to aminify. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, the molecules, they do their thing. <laughs> but you need We're the perfect, scientists. yeah, you need the perfect combination. Um, but uh, yeah, they were saying like it, it, like just that start might be much more complex and complicated than we think. So uh, that's why we're not seeing like Earths everywhere. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of cool. Like there are a number of like things that get highlighted too. Like we have mm. a big, huge moon uh, compared oh. to our size. So like, oh, that could that contribute. could be part of it. Like you it's need this pulling thing. on those ocean waves. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, and also well, it like, started sea life. I don't know. Yeah, and, and it, it 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 the the other thing it does is it shields us. So if like a big uh-huh. asteroid's coming, it just increases oh. the chance that it hits the moon instead of oh. the Earth. And that was – yeah, that was another thing I was reading was like – well, because they were saying we're pretty new compared to like how long like Earth-like planets have been around. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, oh, there's a possibility that like maybe there was life before we showed up. But because of like asteroids and everything being chaotic, it was just constantly hitting these yeah. planets and wiping them out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so like that's uh, that kind of plays <laughs> this idea. Like there's this thing that some people call like the Great Filter. Um, oh, okay. And no one knows what it is exactly. But, like <laughs> that's one of the other theories is maybe there's something that just wipes out life on all these other planets. Yeah. So, you know, and either we haven't hit it yet or. Yeah, phase three, past. I think, yeah. was what, uh, what I was reading about. It was like there's three phases, and the third phase, the theory is like that's just we we realized we we're going to die, and then we die. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, hey, we figured out how to live. Oh, shit, we just killed ourselves. <laughs> Basically, like nuclear bombs, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, it's an interesting question, right? And this is one of the things I love about the Fermi paradox is like asking. <clears throat> excuse me, or answering the question why, mm-hmm. like, there is a right answer. Yeah. But we have no way to know about <laughs> it unless an alien life form shows up and is like, yeah. Yeah. We found all the rest of the, the universe. Yeah, yeah. We're the end of it and let us tell you, <laughs> you know, how it all went. Yeah. Uh, um, by the way, you're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> we are much more civilized than you are and smarter. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward, though, to, like, aliens coming and they're just idiots. Like, they're like... <laughs> Like uh, that South Park episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode so much. I forget the name of that character, but it's like, for those who haven't seen it, it's like this alien shows up and everyone's like, oh my God, an alien. We found an alien. This is so amazing. And it's the most annoying creature <laughs> in the world. And they're instantly like, ah, fuck, we don't like this guy at all. You want him? You want him? You want him? <laughs> and then he starts populating like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I mean, the other thing is like, Think about if we ever get to the point where we do space exploration. Like, yeah. The guys we send on the ship and gals. Like, yeah, we yeah, send yeah, lots yeah. of people on the ship. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not necessarily the people who built the ship and knows how it works. <laughs> yeah. Also, I seriously doubt there's, like, training on, like, how to, like, greet another <laughs> life form and not be an idiot or a douchebag. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, as humans, we're bad at parties. I don't yeah, know how we're so socially awkward. <laughs> You mean an alien? It's like, oh my god, you talked to him. No, you talked to him. No, you talked to him. Yeah, I think when we'd land and we'd be like, is this a rock or is this the, is this the thing? <laughs> what do you mean you found an alien and you left? I don't know. We left. <laughs> we got nervous. <laughs> what if they don't like us? <laughs> That's the so real cool. Fermi paradox. That's the real Fermi paradox. <laughs> I did. There is this really cool theory about like 
um, that I saw at a talk at, uh, it was like this, it was called PBS nerd night. And it was like all these like scientists went up and did like these watered down, uh, uh really cool, like science talks for, for the public. And one was about how, was about the Fermi paradox and how, um, another theory is that there is life on other planets, but they're like, when you finally reach the, uh, ability to communicate to other planets, you have reached enlightenment. So you know not to talk to the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that's sometimes called the zoo hypothesis. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what it's called. Because <laughs> like, the idea is like everyone's looking at us like the yeah. way we look at animals in a zoo. Like, oh, oh this yeah. interesting, yeah. but like not that But don't touch them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't, don't mess with it because you'll throw everything off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and it makes sense. You know, I mean, we even have some sense of that. Like in Star Trek, we have the sense of like yeah. the prime directive. Like <laughs> you can communicate, but don't change anything. Like yeah. You must never introduce them to new technology or yeah. a new way to live. Uh, and that's plausible to me. That is know? plausible. This guy was also saying that the way we're headed, the rate of our technology and how fast it's going is, if that's true, we're going to be the first uh, alien form to fuck it up, basically. <laughs> because <laughs> we're getting to this point where we can do this thing called like space graffiti, which is like send lasers out and be like, hey, we're here. Oh, and wow. like make like space art, which is really cool. Yeah. And like it's just a way to be like, hey, this is something different happening. So that'll draw eyes on us. Yeah. Um, but like we're pretty close to getting to that point uh, and we're nowhere near enlightenment. <laughs> So we'll probably be the first one that's like, hey, look, we're putting graffiti everywhere around space. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're the universe's teenager, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look at us. We're cool. Yeah, isn't this neat? Yeah. <laughs> no one understands us. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're just going to be the first emo planet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> but you know, like the kind of doom and gloom flip side of that that's interesting mm-hmm. is there's this idea that like, Maybe no one else sends signals like this because there's some, like, predator race out there that, like, finds planets that broadcast signals and just, like, shuts them down, takes them over. And, like, so everyone else is like, oh, we shouldn't try and communicate with other life. They know about the Darth Vader, but we don't. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they're all, like, living in fear and we're like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Light show rave. Um, oh, God, we're going to die. <laughs> but the Phase flip side of that is, what if we're all so afraid of some fictional predator universe yeah. that we never find each other? Yeah, so. I mean, that's like the next step. Because like, I know everyone's like, oh, what if the truth is a, that we're all alone? Isn't that so sad? And it's like, well, no one's going to bother us. <laughs> because I think it's more scary to be like, no, what if there is? And then you think of that first initial communication. And then you think of any like... Mars attacks, Independence Day and everything. It's like, oh, they instantly just hate us and want to kill us. Yeah, yeah. Or like I think about this, like think about when we, um, you know, on Earth, our history, when we've had conquering powers, yeah. you know, so to speak, go over like not only do they kill people and take things for themselves, yeah. but disease spreads also. Like, Yeah. You know, so like oh, in, shit. So like, you know, think about like War of the Worlds, like the yeah. – like, Spoiler for a hundred-year-old book, but the yeah. like, cute way they sew it up is all the aliens die because the common cold yeah. it was like this disease they couldn't fight. But we could easily be the ones who catch their common cold. Right. Know, no it wipes us out. Them. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. Maybe maybe it's uh, nature keeps us separated for that reason. Like, it's like, you know, I always think like uh, nature and everything, it's working – 
in mysterious ways, but like is more sophisticated than our like lizard brains being like, I want to go talk to aliens. <laughs> Nature's like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what if that was the great screen, so to speak, is like, if you do meet another alien race, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so just don't. Yeah. You just have to help like 1% survives and then becomes like the superhuman. Yeah. 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 That would then could talk to them, but maybe not the next aliens down the line. Yeah. 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 I mean, or in the end, we'll all just have a bunch of robots that are like. (laughs) (laughs) Just talking to each other. One, one, zero, 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 one. Um, Yeah. But that makes me think of another theory is like, we just don't know how to communicate. Like our way of communicating is different than others. So maybe people are trying to contact us and we're trying to contact them, but it's just like misconnections. Yeah. And that's one thing that they said is like, maybe because we use radio primarily or yeah. traditionally. And so like maybe intelligent societies, when they get to radio, always get beyond it so fast. Oh, okay. That like the window for catching it is so small on any kind of like oh. cosmic scale. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. Like, you know, so if it's like, oh, when you develop radio within- yeah. 300 years, you're going to figure out the next thing Mm -hmm. on a scale of the universe. That's such a small window. You know, that's really like landing the death shot in the death star. Yeah. Like Like maybe they were trying, they were sending us emails during like Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Now we're sending like radio signals to like cavemen on a different planet. Yeah. And their hipsters are like, oh, we use email now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they do. Bitcoin. <laughs> you don't want to talk to you guys. Yeah, they just think we're not cool. That's why they don't want to talk to us. <laughs> uh, Bitcoin, that's so three billion yeah. years ago. Yeah, you know, if you talk to them, you're going to socially isolate yourself because no one's going to want to hang out with you. <laughs> uh, internal combustion yeah. engines. Yuck. <laughs> I use googly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever they yeah. have. It's so beyond our comprehension. <laughs> but that's that's very interesting because, yeah, it's like when you do think of like cosmic years, like, yeah, it's so much faster than our little lifespans. Um, but I was I was even just thinking like, oh, like our senses might be different than theirs. Sure. You know, it's like us trying to talk to a bat, like a bat has different senses and like radars than we do. So like maybe... If we are sending radio signals, they just don't have the sense developed to even detect it. Yeah, or 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 it may yeah, that's a really good point. Or they're sending something to us that like we could never pick yeah. up because like they speak in radio basically. Or yeah, you know, yeah. Like that's we need like have developed the eighth sense before we can like sense them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's actually one thing that like makes a lot of the theorizing and this stuff so difficult is that mm-hmm. we don't really have a sense of what life would look like other places. Yeah, I feel like we kind of are operating on the assumption of, well, if they have the same conditions as we do to have a developed planet, then therefore their life forms are the are going to be somewhat similar to us in the, having the same senses. Yeah. But we don't know that. Yeah, and I think, like, I, one of the things I often think about, this is just my conjecture, but it's like, yeah. what if there's all this intelligent life all over the universe, but it's all in water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So it's like even on planets like uh-huh. ours, but they're like, all right, our first challenge is figuring out how to get to the surface and live. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, we hear you guys, but uh, we got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally, fish are trying to eat us. <laughs> 
Um, that's also really funny if like if some if a society is picking up our signals, but it's like shut up, <laughs> shut the shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh damn it! I, I can't hear you. It's Earth again. <laughs> Earth is so thirsty to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny because we don't know like they could be methane based life there could yeah. Be yeah yeah and that's one thing with this whole rare earth idea is like yeah maybe earth's rare or maybe we just have so little imagination that like things yeah. we think are necessary it would be sort of like saying like oh facebook's popular so the only way you could ever create a yeah. popular social network is if you had a blue logo uh-huh. <laughs> and uh you know the website address started with an f yeah uh, and yeah book was in the title and you'd right. be like well that can't be true. Yeah. Like that uh, can't have been required. Mm-hmm. That's just how it worked out this yeah. time. Yeah. I like that. Cause yeah. I also think like, well, I mean our brains in general, like the frontal lobes evolving is like very recent. <laughs> like oh, yeah. we think we're so smart, but <laughs> <laughs> it's especially in cosmic years. Oh boy. We're like, we're still like babies. <laughs> yeah. And what's sad is like, of course we'd all like to think like, well, the, you know, Mm-hmm. This is the top. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're top dog. Yeah. <laughs> we're just the best. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> it kind of makes me think of like uh, being in elementary school. And I don't know if you were taught this, but like, like as a kid, they were always like, America's the best country. We're in the best country. Isn't it so great that you're in the number one country? Yeah, yeah. And then you're just like, yeah, we are. And then now that I'm like an adult, I'm like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> you know what? It, it's so true because, yeah, that was – and look, some civic pride is okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, it is very interesting when you're like, hey, this thing's just the best. Yeah. <laughs> you're already in it. It's the best. Everyone else in the world says it's the best. You're like, oh, I guess I, I kind of don't need to do anything else. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we – as humans, we tell ourselves, like, we are the best, like, animal. Like, well, are we, we don't even call ourselves animals. We're like, we are a human. Yeah, that's um, true. I grew up with many people who would bristle at the idea of the human animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah especially growing up. Yeah, you wouldn't, oh, that's very taboo to say. Uh, <laughs> luckily, we live in LA now where people are weird and, like, down to talk about being animals. Um, but yeah, but but to be like, oh, we are, like, the superior uh, creature or whatever, and oh, because we look look at all these things we can make in our brain and everything. So it's like we might be shooting ourselves in the foot with this like prideful thinking that's like making it impossible for us to like see the bigger picture and maybe actually be like, oh shit, there is life form all around yeah. us. We just haven't been paying attention and being open to it. Well, and it's so interesting. So like I like sci-fi pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and actually I think one of the best sci-fi, I, I won't, you know, one of the best sci-fi Depictions in a way mm. like alien life forms is Rick and Morty uh-huh. because they have so many aliens that don't just look like people. Yeah. And I understand when you make a movie, like it's much easier to just put someone in a suit than to be like, <laughs> okay, this guy's like a blob that moves yeah. this way and yeah. you know, has these appendages mm. or whatever. But like even our artistic imagination through like mm. a century of like depicting alien life forms on film, they usually look like a human being, two arms, two legs, yeah, like yeah. A mouth, eyes. Yeah, they, yeah, totally. Just like a weirdly shaped head. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still like shaped like a human head if yeah, you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the cone heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like basically like probably like the average interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just give them a kind of bigger brain. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 
in going back to what you're talking about, like our imagination being limited. I think that's a good example of our imagination being limited on being like aliens, but they still kind of look like us. Yeah. <laughs> like E.T., he's got hands and feet. He can walk around and, and dress up and pull yeah. <laughs> that kid's mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a glowing finger and a weird neck. Yeah. Isn't that enough? For yeah. You? Oh, yeah, yeah. His neck can stretch. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Mind's blown. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are some other theories for what's going on that I kind of like. Okay. Yes, please, please. Uh, so one that I really like uh, – that like plays with my head is this idea that um, there are all these multiverses basically. So our mm-hmm. universe is just one of either infinite or nearly infinite universes that there might be. Yeah. And so if you believe that that's true, uh, a kind of corollary to that is that most universes that exist are uh-huh. young. So okay. Like yeah. Most universes are new universes. So most young universes also are likely to have less intelligent life than mm-hmm. older universes because there's just been less time for everything to process. So Got it. if you if you basically put every like infinite universe in a hat and pulled one out, maybe it's the case that the average universe you would draw out of that hat has uh-huh. one intelligent life form or one like planet with intelligent life. Okay. And we're it. Oh. Like we're, we're the ones. Like in, okay. So in, it's like you pull that universe and it's like you just get Earth and then that's – that because there's only one, they're not going to be able to communicate with anything. Exactly. Yeah. Got and, it. And so then you pull another, and it's whatever the planet yeah. is in this other multiverse. You know, yeah. where they have. I'm going to do the exact thing. I just cheetah people or something. Oh, cheetah people! <laughs> Whoa, bro, that's so unique. Yeah, like, I don't even know where I get this stuff. Like, I woke up this morning. I was like, "Whoa, a cheetah is an ant. What if a cheetah was a person? Yeah, like a human person." With like that orange skin and black spots and could run fast. <laughs> Cheetah person. So do you think like, I know they say like, oh, our TV waves or radio, like yeah, it's yeah. been broadcasting out. And so like aliens could theoretically like watch our TV or yeah, radio, yeah. like at a long delay. Do you think like aliens look at it and they're like, this art sucks. Like, do you think it's, like for them what watching vaudeville is for us? Yeah, like, yeah. This is kind of hack material. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, they're either like, wow, yeah, they're dumb or they see it and just start screaming and having panic attacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, or this is a this is a good idea for a web series. <laughs> is this alien gets a hold of a popular TV show here and then plagiarizes it and puts it in their society <laughs> and becomes like the JJ Abrams of, of their society and they just know that they're the whole time. Yeah, so, so yeah, in their world, they're like, wow, how did this guy come up with Space Hope yeah. and Space, you know, Space Company yeah. and... And Titanic. <laughs> it's, there's like no thematic yeah, yeah, connection yeah. at all. He just takes all the best ones. <laughs> he wrote Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Leonardo da Vinci, like, he was just stealing space ideas. <laughs> Oh man! Somebody making a web series. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, I I also give permission. Yeah. Any part of that, I yeah. own. It's, it's out it, in the world. Uh, of course, the first episode has to start off with struggling artist in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the scene for most of the scene will be a apartment for yeah. the area immediately around one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, cast your friends. Yeah, cast your friends. Uh, yeah. We love you. Have fun. <laughs> Um, another th- so another theory for why we haven't seen any other mm-hmm. aliens is that maybe there's tons and tons of intelligent life, but there's some reason you just can't travel far enough. Like yeah, because the universe is expanding. Yeah, that and, one? So, and yeah. just like that, it's the scale of space travel. Like you can never get enough resources to yeah. really like hop to the next intelligent. Yeah, planet. I know. I know for sure. Like we're we're stuck with our little neighborhood, like our little local group, the Milky Way. Like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. those are like. We can only do that because if we try to like go outside of it because the universe is expanding, it's like it's like going like billions of years to get to the next thing. So you would have to have people that are like, yeah, we'll just keep populating so our great 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 grandchildren and hopefully our spaceship makes it. Yeah, yeah. And think about like how depressing would that be to be like you send out all the yeah. you know, drones or whatever, yeah, and yeah. all the people, and you're like. Man, in 50 billion years, someone yeah. might hear back. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like not necessarily the most immediately motivating yeah, time scale. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, let's just watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, I, I like open the microwave before yeah. the Hot Pocket's done. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I need this yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Also, like, to be a child, like, on that spaceship that's like, your purpose is to uh, have a child so that their child's child, 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 yeah. child, maybe will find life on another planet. Or the other thing, I guess, is that maybe in order to make it sort mm-hmm. of like instinctually worthwhile to yeah. sort of spread out uh, yeah. and to make the resource work, like we have to first nail suspended animation of some kind. Mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe if you do that, then you're like, yeah, whenever it hits the next good rock. Yeah. That's that's going to be fine because we're all going to wake up like it was Tuesday. And yeah. Boom. Here we are. Whoa. I don't understand that. <laughs> it sounds cool. Well, so just like basically like, yeah, if I like put you in suspended animation and mm-hmm. let's say I've perfected it such that like you're going to be frozen for a million years. Oh, OK, got it. Then I can shoot you into space and be like, yeah, you're going to oh, wake up and it's yeah, going to yeah. be a million years later. But to you, it'll be like you woke up. I'll be like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Um, yeah. yeah, I'm still there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've forgotten who you are, though. <laughs> Even though to you it was yesterday. I remember everything except for the first time when we had suspended animation. <laughs> Welcome to the Fermi Paradox. <laughs> that is a problem. Yeah, this is another web series idea. Anyone yeah, yeah, can- yeah. Well, also, like, that's, like, any space movie, I feel like, starts off with someone getting out of their little thing early, yeah. and they're evil. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how you know who the bad guy is. They're the yeah. one who planned to wake up early yeah, yeah, for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've covered a lot, of my, a lot of my favorites, but one thing we haven't covered is Ooh. that maybe the reason we haven't found other life mm-hmm. uh, is that there's no life at all. So we are mm. ourselves just an elaborate simulation, and... You know, either the simulators have chosen that Mm. it's not a worthwhile use of energy to create other life forms (laughs) or they're like, we're waiting for some big event and then we're going to introduce them into the simulation. Oh, okay. You know, in which case... Cubs won the World Series. We've got oh, oh, we're, we're, we're cooking. There. We're getting there. So, and that's also um, playing to the idea that there is like this greater, like divine being that's kind of pulling strings. Or yeah, I feel like 
The it's, simulation hypothesis is interesting because it's sort of like a way for science. I actually don't really put much stock in it personally, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's a way for sciencey types who are like diehard atheists to sort of have their God cake and eat it too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a way to be like, yeah, there is no God, but there's basically a God to me because someone designed this simulation. It's too perfect or whatever. Yeah, and, or, yeah. and they just happen to be another person who had good computers or whatever. And so They think it's like a person? Like it's a conscious being? So the, the theory That's that, interesting to me. So there are a few different theories. So one of them is like mm-hmm. Earth is real just like we see it, but there's yeah. like some mask in the universe and there's like so much energy being harvested from stars and stuff that like yeah. we're seeing – essentially like the hologram of outer space is being empty. So this is like the Truman show. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're in the Truman show. We're in show. the Truman show. You look and you're like, Oh, it's the sky, but really it's like a dome. Yeah. Or the other idea is like computing power, like scales mm-hmm. up. And, mm-hmm. and so what we're living in is a simulation of the life of humans. Mm-hmm. And so humans in 20,000 years or whatever started yeah. the simulation either from mm. this point or from the beginning. And so we're just like, in this historical simulation of human life. We're in The Sims. We're in The Sims, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I don't like about it is, like, to use the example of The Sims. Yeah. When you play The Sims, like, yeah, you see, I love to do, I dress them all as superheroes. So you're like, you <laughs> can get custom skins. So yeah, yeah. Like, you're seeing Batman and The Flash yeah. you know, going about their job and whatever. Yeah. And to you as the observer, you're like, yeah, Batman's different and The Flash mm-hmm. is different and they have their own lives. The game The Sims mm-hmm. doesn't know yeah. Like the game The Sims doesn't have any clue that The Flash is a separate person for Batman because it's just the game The Sims. Right. Yeah. Like just the way it's been programmed. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, there's no reason to program it to have distinct identities. Yeah. Yeah. That seems, yeah. People are very, very complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah. It seems, it seems like we'd probably be more. Basic, more basic bitches rocking around. <laughs> it's like I want my latte. It's eight a.m. I want my latte, and I go to work, and then I go home. And then know, I wake up, and I want my latte. <laughs> you know what this is teaching me? We have a very probably accurate but depressing view of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also the way we're talking, like we're like giving up these ideas, like go out and make it. We're like we've clearly given up on life. <laughs> All they want is for someone else to do work and give me credit. Yeah. <laughs> is that so much? You mean I can go to sleep for a billion years and wake up in a different... Nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> give it to somebody else. Make a web series about it. <laughs> you cheetah people. <laughs> I, I would like to be clear. I would like to keep cheetah people. It's so original. Okay, okay. I can't give that, that is, one away. Out of everything we've talked about, that has been the most... <laughs> Unique idea. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, there is one other thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another way that we might not be here at all or that, like, our conception of Earth might be different. So I recently oh. was introduced to this concept of freak observers. Mm, and, that sounds cool. Yeah. And so the idea of the freak observer is that, like, in the universe, there's so much energy and all mm-hmm. these reactions. And I'm sure there's someone who knows all about this. And they're like, this guy's explaining it wrong. But, like, basically, like, there's <laughs> yeah. all of this, like, physical and chemical and Mm-hmm. You know, whatever other energy that's like constantly creating reactions and things like that. And so maybe uh, that what you are experiencing is like an illusion. You're the you are experiencing consciousness, but the world around you is actually an illusion. And Whoa. it's just like you have laid a context 
onto this like chemical reaction and you are having either a moment or like a lifetime of this illusion of this context and everything else. That's very interesting to me because I was just reading about how like when you get give someone like a deaf person like the ability to hear, it's not like they turn the switch on and it's immediately like, oh, everything that we know to be like birds chirping and everything, they're instantly like birds, blah, blah, blah. Like it's chaos for a few months and they have to learn like concepts basically. Wow. So that's just saying that like all our senses, like we've just developed concepts for things where like if you were seeing for the first time, you would just all just intense light. And it's not till you learn concepts to be like, oh, that is a person sitting in front of me. This is a laptop. This is how I send an email. So it's like, that makes sense. Like that. And it's what people say, like, you don't see what other people are seeing because of our, we've developed concepts. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe like, you know, and maybe I am an illusion. You you are seeing. (laughs) And I was in a mental institution the whole time. (laughs) Roll credits. Where's my Emmy? (laughs) Oh my God. I I volunteered to help out with a film festival in college. Oh, nice. Uh, and one of the tasks, because uh, I sort of screwed up something that I was supposed to do, and so a way I made penance mm-hmm. uh, was that I basically took the recording off of the like tapes that had been submitted in and put them onto a master tape. Yeah. And for some reason, the only way to do that was one-to-one, so I had to watch every single submission. Oh, no. And the number of films <laughs> that ended with... A guy like with a clipboard and a lab coat going, hmm, they seem to be doing well in this experiment. It's <laughs> like a shockingly high number. I love it. No one's going to see this twist coming. <laughs> Which also is literally the cheapest twist that there is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were insane the whole time. They were yeah. they were in a snow globe the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so the first twi- – I love the Twilight Zone. But the first Twilight Zone, the twist is it was a dream. yeah. Oh, so maybe that's like what start because I feel like especially in improv, like you see people like wake up, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that my least favorite improv moves are unless you're truly transitioned to something else. Are yeah. wake up, wake up, or yeah. cut. <laughs> <laughs> this, which basically is you saying this scene sucks. Yeah. So I'm going to pretend you're doing the real scene <laughs> wrong, and I'm the director who knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me label this game for you. <laughs> And it's going to be a better game than the one you're playing. <laughs> uh, and by the way, do it again. <laughs> and action. <laughs> Hope you remember everything you said. <laughs> it's just the same of like pulling out a gun and shooting everyone. <laughs> Truly it is. <laughs> uh, I love that move. <laughs> I also like it, it, we're definitely getting sidetracked, but killing somebody in improv and then the person dead realizes like, wait a second, I could come back to life. Yeah. And then they do. And yeah, it's do amazing. Like, I'm the ghost of me. Yeah. Yeah. Unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> thought I was dead. No, I'm alive. <laughs> you can't kill me unless you do in real life. And then that is uh, the end of improv. You know, but it is commitment. It is commitment, though. And, you know, we're always getting the note to commit. So everybody <laughs> commit harder. Really kill your friends. <laughs> uh, we got off topic. What were we talking about? <laughs> freak observers. Oh, yeah. Relax. Oh, yeah. That That is very interesting. This illusion concept. Yeah. So... Is that saying because we're living in an illusion, it's 
therefore you can't see. Like, So it, it could be the case that it's an illusion and mm-hmm. also humans are all that there is and we're like a simulation or like an yeah. illusion of humans. Oh, right, right. Or it could be the case that like there's this full lush universe full of interplanetary travel and mm-hmm. communication and whatever. Yeah. And someone was like, wouldn't it be fun if we had like – if we started in the stone age and just saw what would happen if we ran it all over again. Whoa. And so that's us. So that's us. But then, okay. If that's us, then who are they? Like, are they a simulation of another simulation of another simulation? Or do they have this developed idea? So this is another thing about the simulation hypothesis is that basically the hypothesis is, is that, Every simulation reaches a point where you start simulating. And so we could be like eight layers deep into the simulated world, which how that works, I don't know. Yeah. It also seems lazy to be like, oh, this outside thing is like controlling us. I think that's why I'm like as much as people I feel like, well, especially last year when Elon Musk came out with that, like, we're most likely in a simulation. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, that's so cool and makes so much sense. It's like. That seems lazy. <laughs> it yeah. seems too easy to be like, yeah, it's all a simulation or, um, yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of like what I was saying very poorly earlier about like nature's probably like bigger than us. Like, yeah. in, you know, like they've even done studies where like, especially with like human population, how like there's a natural ebb and flow of controlling population that's beyond us. Like suddenly a disease comes in and wipes out a bunch of people. And that helps like kind of maintain balance in the human population or there's not enough blonde people. So then everyone's like, man, I really want to date blonde people. Yeah. Well, like, and as someone who identifies as blonde, I think everyone <laughs> that idea up. Uh, uh, I am not blonde. So uh, I'm dying alone. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, with that too, like, you know, you do want to have a sense of humility because like, yeah, yeah. maybe we are not even the relevant organism. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think yeah. about ants, for example, like an individual ant might be the organism or you could argue the colony is really the organism. Like, yeah. And all of the knowledge instead of being stored in mm-hmm. cells is stored in ants. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the creature. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one alien human (laughs) maybe earth you know maybe or earth yeah to be very like you know like i just (laughs) smoked my first j in college uh like maybe earth is the organism like yeah you know and we're all just like one small just part of the ocean man just part of the waves um i mean also yeah humans we don't live that long like in the large scale of the universe so it does feel like we are like passing a baton and yeah yeah, and you know, and I guess that's like one of the funny things. Like, you know, another is like we may die off as a species before we ever even come close to scratching the surface. Of yeah, this thing. yeah. And it may be that there's been intelligent life all this time, and it's just <laughs> always timed wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so the cheetah people. You know, again, I'm taking this idea. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all died off thirty yeah. billion years ago, and so mm-hmm. they were poking around and looking and yeah. Like, they're just not here anymore and we'll die and then something else will rise up. Yeah. Either here or somewhere else and, like... Yeah, and maybe they'll get enough time to get the answers or... Yeah. 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 You know, and maybe... You know, maybe the rare earthers are right. Maybe you had to, like, have the dinosaurs (laughs) and they had to die and then some small thing had to live. Like, I learned an interesting thing. There's this, like, pig 
pig creature, pig-sized creature. Um, that... <laughs> Man bear pig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so this thing, it basically like looked like a prehistoric warthog mm-hmm. um, and it was nine out of ten creatures on Earth were this thing. And wow. they don't have any idea why. It was just the most dominant species. At the time. At the time. And yeah. it's not clear like what about it allowed it to survive this extinction event? What about it yeah. allowed it to like live through all this other stuff? But like something like 90% of the – Fossils from this time period are this thing. Whoa, yeah. You know, and like maybe maybe to get to intelligent life, you needed the pig things running around. Yeah. (laughs) Or their equivalent, like. Well, that makes me think how I think octopuses are incredible and their lifespan right now is only two years. Wow. Is that real? Yeah. They, as soon as they procreate, they just die. Wow. Yeah. Mind blowing. I know they're so smart, and everyone doesn't. Yeah, it's like as soon as you hear this fact, you're like, "Wait, what? They only live two, three years tops." So when they evolved to be like, "Okay, we'll procreate, but we'll keep living and evolving," maybe they'll pass humans up, and then they'll be like an octopus world, and they'll look at me like humans were the dominant creatures for a few hundred years. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I this, I am genuinely shocked. Like this is yeah. This is like you told me that my parents were different parents. <laughs> yeah. They can open jars, solve puzzles. They can walk on land. They can squeeze through small places. Like, they're incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. And they have nothing that looks exactly like our brain. It's like a decentralized yeah. nervous mm-hmm. system or something, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they just have this one, like, defect that if they can evolve out of it. What are they going to be become if they can live 30 years, 80 years? I don't know. They're just waiting to get that ninth leg and then they're ready. <laughs> to hold a gun. <laughs> and take us all out. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I think about that a lot because I think amazing. they're really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's other animals that are we know to be very smart too. Yeah. But maybe they're choosing to not fuck up Earth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, that's one thing they say dolphins like yeah. may have an intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, near a human level. And yeah. like, they just like to play. Yeah. They're like they they know how they know how to be happy. They're like, we're just we choose to be happy. We're just gonna play. We're not gonna <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe most of, you know, actually I really did think about this like in preparing for coming <laughs> over today. Like, um maybe what it is is that we have all this war and everything else and we have mm-hmm. this like drive to like find new things. But yeah. like Maybe that's not part of most evolution to intelligent life at all. Like maybe oh, most intelligent life yeah. evolves to be like happy with what it has and just like, be, yeah. And build rich societies with art yeah. and like. I like that. That's, I mean, ideally, I feel like that's what artists want. Artists yeah. are like, let's just express ourselves and and celebrate being alive. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe we're like the, we're going to be the predators. Like we're going to go in and be like cool art, but also yeah. like. Did you know you had gold? Uh, uh, like <laughs> not have? that valuable take, thing that we yeah. love. <laughs> well, and then maybe that's like also evolving into enlightenment is maybe we evolve out of that drive to conquer, like yeah. to be like, I must have everything. And then, I mean, I feel like you see uh, articles online all about it. It's like, <laughs> we know that by having everything doesn't make you happy. Like, yeah. you know, like minimalism and like, yeah. And, really just figure out what it is to be happy in the sense of like 
this is life and it's all about being content, not being like joyous all the time or yeah. yeah. What I even think about like the one of my favorite like hippie slogans mm-hmm. that I know is naive idealistic, etc. <laughs> is like, what if we had a war and no one showed up? And it's like, but yeah, what if we did? What yeah. If individually we were like, yeah, we don't actually have to do this. Mm-hmm. And over time, more and more, we were like, man, it actually sucks when we have war. And so like maybe we need to have some to prevent like atrocities or yeah. to like help preserve life or, or whatever, you know, although that mm-hmm. I think we've seen is like kind of a risky gambit. Yeah. Not yeah. It's clear that's going to work out as yeah. a strategy. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe it's like, yeah, some people will try and take advantage of this, but on the whole, we just like find ways to not kill each other. Like yeah. it's, it's not necessary. And we're, you know, it's like in the prisoner's dilemma. So you set mm-hmm. it up and it's like, okay, you have two conditions. Um, you can, um, uh, you're in prison, you can confess uh-huh. Uh, sorry, you're in prison. You can name your co-conspirator. And if you oh, name okay. your co-conspirator and that person doesn't name you to the crime you committed, um, then your co-conspirator gets a horrible sentence and you're going to walk out of jail. Okay. Um, if you say, oh, um, I, I didn't do it. I can't tell you who did it. And yeah. they name. name you, they're going to walk out and you're going to be in prison. Right. If you both name each other, you're both going to prison for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and the ideal case from the systematic perspective is you both don't name each other. Interesting. And then you both walk out of jail because it turned out that there wasn't enough evidence yeah. without one or the other of you. Yeah. But – so that's the ideal case. But you need to be able to have open communication and trust in order mm-hmm. to choose that because mm-hmm. the most common situation is you're both going to name the other one yeah. for fear that they're going to do the same. Yeah. And then you're both screwed. Operating out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. so, you know, maybe bit by bit over time, like this blip with Russia now and things like that, mm-hmm. like where we have true bad faith actors, like maybe, yes, some of those people will take advantage of us, but eventually, I don't know. I'm just, just like talking. No, I like that. <laughs> I also like, what if we just get to a point where it's like, yeah, there are going to be, there will exist people in, the, in this world and in your life that are going to take advantage of you. So... That's just how it is. And you could just make the choice to be like, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. I'm going to like, I don't know, like, um, just I, it's just like, I think it's maybe an easier way to think about it is like, you're going to live your life. Good things are going to happen to you. Bad things are going to happen to you. Yeah. And just accept it as is and not be like living in fear of like, oh, God, that bad thing is going to happen or is coming. Like, it's- Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think like it's funny when you think about how much baggage we carry around. Mm-hmm. That's like from being like feeling betrayed by other people. Or yeah. Feeling disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then that leads us to be like, well, I'm not going to trust other people again. Yeah. How and, sad. And it's so sad. And like it does feel good. Anytime I've just sort of like. Forgiven mm-hmm. someone or kind of written something yeah. off and been like, this is fine. Like, I can't yeah. change it. Like, yeah. it can still have been sad and bad and hurtful to me. Yeah. But like, I'm just going to write it off. Like, that actually is amazingly transformative. Like, yeah, it feels exactly. so good. And it's a gift you're giving yourself because usually when you're harboring like anger and resentment, it doesn't affect the person in any way, unless you're like actively like, Kill billing them. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, you know, and it's a sad truth. So I used to be a lawyer. Uh, Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now everyone hates me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, so and it's funny. So I, I, I did what I like to call like good person law and that mm-hmm. like I would represent people who had been discriminated against or mm-hmm. felt they had been discriminated against in their workplace. Yeah. And people would come in and they'd say like, 
you know, should I go forward with this? And I would always say to them, like, you know, it's a really personal decision because, you know, and I talk about the merits of their case and yeah. some cases are stronger than others. Yeah. You know, and even if someone has a strong case, it's like, okay, so I just want to lay out the path to you. Like, you are going to be living with this for, you know, the next six months while it goes through this process. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, we can go to trial and we can do that. And, you know, some things are important and it sometimes is important to make a change and this mm-hmm. is a great way to do it. And sometimes it's important to, like, have your case heard and this is a way to do yeah. that. But also, like, you do need to weigh how you're going to feel in six months or one year or three years from now yeah. when this is still going on and you've moved on. Right. But you still have it coming back or whatever. Yeah, you have to yeah. live this thing and I have to call you into my office and be like, hey, I need you to help walk me through this thing that happened in your workplace Relive it. Yeah. three and a half years mm-hmm. ago. Um, you know, and so I think it's valuable and it's good and it's good that we have laws like that. And yeah. I would encourage anyone like social justice starts with people who are willing to make a change and take yeah. some personal grief potentially, and, yeah. you know, relive those things. But, you know, there's also a part of it where it's like sometimes some people were just happier to be like, I'm going to walk away. Or they'd be a year in and they'd be like, you know, I am ready to settle actually because yeah. now I've got this great new job and – Yeah, I just want to close this door and move on. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Anyway. Good times. <laughs> the um, Fermi paradox. <laughs> yeah, the Fermi paradox. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say in, oh, just one in last closing? Thing. One last thing in closing. Lawyer in Wake- closing. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, Your Honor. I think we've heard some interesting evidence today. <laughs> is that your lawyer voice? Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted – I did moot court, which is like fake Supreme Court uh, uh-huh. in in law school. Oh, cool. And I always wanted to just one round in a competition just put on – a cheesy southern accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I and then being... have the court like fanning themselves <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Going in a white linen Your suit Honor. and just really do it. But uh, I was convinced otherwise uh, judiciously. Uh, <laughs> um, my last thing I would say is just wake up, sheeple. They're already here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They've been behind us the whole time. I mean, maybe you just need to develop conceptual you gotta fine-tune your senses and then you'll see them yeah and then everyone else will think you're fucking crazy (laughs) and then uh mental institution (laughs) sometimes it's just you know sometimes you have to follow your own canals on mars yeah yeah (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for coming on our episode josiah thanks so much for coming on everybody wasn't that fun wasn't that weird it was very kooky and very fun and oof, i could talk about that all day burr, 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 burr. be sure to check out josiah's podcast the eight dollar game show and keep an eye out keep an ear perked up because i'm an upcoming guest and i guarantee it's a very fun stupid episode because i don't know maybe we recorded it right after we talked about the fermi paradox so our brains were already very kooky so i guarantee that episode to be very silly and kooky gotta stay on brand baby and if you're in the hollywood area and you're gonna go to that hollywood fringe festival in june be sure to check out the elevator if you haven't already please rate and review this podcast on itunes it helps us get more visible and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. Oh, are you shopping on Amazon? Because if you are, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumb nerds. Click on that support our artist button. It takes you straight to Amazon so you can shop like you normally would and gives us a little kickback to keep this show going. Have a great week. Love you. Bye.
Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.